Hello there, folks. Kevin here. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sound and head on over to our Instagram, Film Friday Podcast. Give it a like, a follow, and, you know, maybe share it with your friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Film Friday. I am Kevin Kyo and for this episode we're going back down under and no it's not Hartley this time, fuck you Hartley if you're listening. It's uh, an Irish friend of mine, Ross, um, from our college days. Uh, yeah, Ross is a fucking trained actor like myself, living out in Australia and yeah, say hello to the people Ross. Hello everybody, thanks for having me Kev. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell themselves. Tell them a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I live in Sydney. I've been living in Sydney now. I first came out nearly six years ago. Besides the year I spent back home, and I live here. I got three kids. So there you go. Get that out there. I've three young kids, and I work in a bar on the beach. And when I'm not working, I'm just spending time trying to be as good of a dad as I can be to them. And yeah, first year is my favorite movie ever. So I'm just delighted to to get on and and talk to people and convince people that it's definitely one of the greatest films uh, that the world has ever seen. You just, once you dive into it and get into it, it's unbelievable. So it's a pretty good flick. And yeah, so we're actually lucky to have Ross. Me and Ross were like texting. So I just, every time I talk to someone from Australia, I'm just like, Oh yeah, it's Hartley's time. I automatically <laughs> yeah. like, Ross is on the complete other side of the country. So he's like, yeah, this time. I was like, yeah, no problem. Until today in work, I was like, fuck, Ross might not be in Perth. <laughs> he wasn't got, in Perth. <laughs> I got, got the message like, you're in Perth, yeah? I was like, hey. no. I was like, how, how far off is Perth? Like an hour or something? This is at like 10 o'clock. It's actually three hours, I'm pretty sure. It was like, <laughs> 6 a.m. there. I was like, oh, no, no, Kev. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up here. So, um, <laughs> so we're lucky to have Ross because obviously his time is fucking precious because he's being a dad to three wonderful children. I see them all the time on Instagram. Fucking always bring a smile to me face, man. They're always up the fucking kill. Yeah, they're great. Your kids they're your pretty kids great. Really cool, man. Like, you guys. They're, like, they're, they have a cool little life. Um, yeah, my, I have my partner to thank for that, really. Like, I'm, I, I'm working a lot, so she's always taking them out. You know, she's a sucker for punishment. She would take them anywhere, all three of them. She just does stuff all the time, goes to the beach. And yeah. Last Thursday, they were in apple picking at an orchard, and then they made apple pie with the apples they picked and all. So, oh, my God. They're always, yeah, yeah they're great. they have a sweet little life. I didn't yeah. know what to do that. <laughs> Sounds yeah, great. I know, I was annoyed. I was sick, so I had to stay home. I was actually at home with the baby, so it's just Holly, her mom, and then the uh, Karen and Lady, and they went. It's like, oh. I was going to go with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of FIFA, you know, he goes for a nap. I think I watched the, the rest yeah, of the session. A the bit of FIFA, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Just go to sleep. Sit him on my lap. Sit him on my lap and give him the other controller and just, uh, yeah, oh, good shot. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I'm winning, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually yeah, yeah. really hard. Not getting hammered, hammered by 13-year-olds on Xbox Live. 
I can just imagine you. You're actually really, really harsh. Well, what age is he? Like one and a half. He's one and a half. And you're just like, yeah. He's got to learn sometime. Like, this is what you get, Desi, when you come at your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, you. world is a, the world is a harsh place, mate. The world is a harsh place. <laughs> 12 nil. <laughs> yeah. Better you learn now. Better you learn now. Which is actually kind of funny because if you only beat him by 12 nil. I'd still be really impressed by the one-year-old. Yeah, Desi. Defending, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good for it's a one-year-old. Spamming that RB button to bring the other defender across and put the pressure on. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's getting there. He's catching on. <laughs> yeah. As um, uh, so you're saying, Kieran, that's your eldest, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You're saying he's into Lego. Have you gotten to build anything from uh, Ferris Bueller or anything? You can get no, we should build the same Ferris Tower. That'd be good, or the parade floor. Oh yeah. Uh, no, he is. He's Star Wars now. As I mean, all five-year-olds are are into. He is obsessed with Star Wars and Lego. Like we had this book, and it gave play-by-play, uh, play, chapter one to chapter episode six or whatever. You know, like all of the everything. Um, and he just builds it. He's actually, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, he wants to save up to get an Ewok village that he has yeah, in that man, book. Yeah, I've seen that. That's so like, cool. I think it costs like £400. I think he has about $30 at the moment. He wants to walk dogs. And, but he's trying to save money. Like, we're trying to That's a great, give him little great. tasks. Yeah. yeah, so. And is yeah. that, so I've seen that, and like, so what? It's like a rare thing, like a rare, like only a few they just, I don't know. They just, I think they just stopped making it. So like, they just, it's just not in production anymore. And the ones that they have are now collectors' items. Because, I mean, what? When did Return of the Jedi come out in the eighties? Like, 80s, you know, like Lego would have come out shortly after that. And then, I mean, Lego moves so fast, and all the other movies are gonna make Lego then. So yeah. So yeah, he's obsessed with that. And then we have a poster on the wall. And yeah. That's daddy, yeah. man. Yeah. Look at you yeah. being a great parent. Fucking hell. Nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think I'm, Instagram makes it seem like everything's all right, you know? No it's like everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you said, man, they're alive, so you're doing good. <laughs> this is it. This is it. We've gone to the dentist this morning, and all we need to do is brush their teeth a little bit harder. But other than that, you know, we're doing okay, so. Especially in Australia, man, the land of extremes. Like, we come from Ireland, like, where the most dangerous thing you'd... What's the most dangerous animal you'd find in Ireland? A badger, probably. I don't know, some dirt by the grass and street at two o'clock in the morning, or um, yeah, about Australia. Yeah, I don't know, like, like, how well, this is like, it, and like, happen? just like gone from fucking mild Ireland to like they don't do anything, can extreme. Uh, yeah, like loads of things. Like, we have these holes in our garden, which I first thought were funnel web holes, and obviously, funnel webs being the most venomous one of the most venomous spiders in the world. Yeah. They're not, they're just brown <laughs> trapdoor spiders. Which I actually saw, and they're actually massive. Oh, like, stop, man! But they're timid. They're timid, and they don't come yeah. out or something. But you got to be wary of. Yeah, we got lizards and all in our garden. How many spiders? In terms of stuff killing you, oh man, I'm talking holes. Like, there could be a hundred holes in the back of my garden. I'm not sure. Oh holes. my god! Like, have you ever woken eight. up in the night and just like, has there just been a spider in your room, like a big ass? <laughs> not, but. There has been times when, like, one morning, two two times, actually, 
not too long ago in our sink, there was a huntsman maybe the size of my palm. Uh-huh. So I had to get my gloves and pick it up and put it outside because huntsmen are all right. They don't hurt you. They're actually really good because they get like mozzies and other flies and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Another time, years ago, I was actually getting up really early. Um, to I was an extra on the film and I had to drive real far out. And I was getting up early and it was dark at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I went to get a glass of water and I picked up a glass that was in the sink. And I was like, something's in this. And I turned the light and it was like a huntsman in my glass that I nearly fucking like poured water in and drank. So, yeah. I mean, I for... I quickly put my hand on the top and I throw it outside. For a, for a, like, a spider that's not harmful, interesting name. Yeah, well, this is it. They don't spin webs. They just jump. They pounce on you. No, yeah. In fairness, um, yeah. a new re- like one thing I um realized living in Canada when I went camping the, over the summer, um, was that bears are just apparently all over here. So like whenever we were going on hikes, we just yeah, had to like, keep clapping. No man, apparently like if you find one, you're dead. Like you know, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, it's like oh, <laughs> I don't find that hard to believe. I don't find that hard to believe at all. That I do have like one friend, uh, um, some friends that they're on a hike, and uh, I think it was a black bear, so it's not as bad. Um, it's so still just, a bear. Like, it's still a bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, spiders. You're bigger than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, but. Yeah, they just like they and they they seen it was like a good bit off. There was other hikers, but they said they were just shook the entire day. So, yeah, I can't wait to go camping this summer. Yeah, no, thank no thanks. Wouldn't catch me. I, no, that's that bears your like, thing. <laughs> well, like I mean, it's just anything that's out there that's gonna kill you, really, isn't it? Like you live in Australia. You know, but you, you can't you can't see them. Although we did go camping and there was dingoes in our campsite, and apparently dingoes take babies. So yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> is that a thing? No. I wonder if that's actually a thing. Apparently, yeah. No, that's that's the story of. No, I don't want to offend any of the Australian listeners. I don't have to send you a message, but some lady years ago claimed that her baby got taken by a dingo. But then I think it turned out that she might have actually murdered the baby. Oh, that makes sense. And then hit the baby. But you'd have to now, like, you know, that's furious. I don't know. If you go into Wikipedia, it might turn out the bait dingo actually did. I don't know if there's any evidence, but anyways, I digress. I don't like, know. Like, no, look, I'm sure fucking Australians have hard skins. And, like, for the first fucking, like, couple of weeks of Ian Hartley's friendship, he fully convinced me drop, drop bears were real. <laughs> fully convinced me. You know, you what, sir? Drop bear. No. Have you ever heard of a drop bear? No oh, shit. So apparently, there's these. Apparently, just made this up. Well, he didn't make it up. It's like apparently Australians do this all the time to just like people, just to fuck with people that aren't from Australia. So they say that there's this type of koala, but it's called a oh, drop yeah. bear, and it just like lives up in the trees, and like you'll just be walking, and like it'll just. It's whole idea is just to drop on you and drop kill you, you. <laughs> and kill you. Like, <laughs> and it's like it's like a koala. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a koala? They're so so fluffy and cute. Yeah, but that's the thing. He said that's what they. But think you don't like see coming. Okay, yeah. and then they, they just drop on you from above. And like, of course, why wouldn't I believe that? It's just, uh, like, it's, 
It is the land of everything. It is. It's the land of opportunity and the land for you to be killed at every opportunity you turn, you know. So. Yeah. So he yeah. yeah, I I eventually googled it and um yeah, I was just like I was like fuck you, man. And he was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It's like us telling Americans that leprechauns are real. Yeah, or the fairies at the end of your garden. People always yeah. ask that. Yeah, the fairies at the end of your garden. Yeah. That's a real thing. I, I once convinced an American, and I can tell people this and they don't believe me, but this is when I worked in a bar in New York, that Wednesdays weren't a thing in Ireland. Like, <laughs> just Wednesdays. Like? <laughs> There's no Wednesdays. No. <laughs> just like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. That's, man, that's, that's the proof that they needed. So, like... It started off small, like, to be fair, like, it was this girl that was working in, in a bar of me, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, like, she believed in leprechauns, I had her believe in leprechauns, and I was like, well, how far can I take this? And then the next step was, I was like, well, jello is legal in Ireland. She was like, why? I was like, well, because people use it to make bombs. Like, and she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, like, it's, it's like, fucking serious. So then, like, and someone gave me this idea, yeah. to be fair, about the day. Like, I think I heard it when I was younger, but I was like, yeah, there's no, there's, like, our calendar year is shorter. And she's like, why? I was like, oh, we don't have Wednesdays. And she's like, why? What oh. was your... <laughs> she's like, why? What's the reasoning like... behind this? <laughs> I, was like... I was like, oh, just was just... I was just like, it's just like a Celtic thing, like. It was just never a thing. Like, what's well, not part of our language? Like, you know, like, obviously it is. <laughs> but like, but it sounds so believable. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it just goes back to back in the day. You know? Yeah, like, and no, then she was know. like, no, no fucking way you're lying. I was like, yeah, like my week is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She was like, oh my God. It's like, so what do you do for that extra month? I was like, oh, we just take it off and like, just go out camping and just do shit. Like, you know, and um, yeah, I would. I, do, I can yeah. see why people would believe it. I um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope. I hope that that girl still doesn't believe that. <laughs> she's going around telling lots of people like, "Oh, I used to work with this Irish guy in New York." And did you did you know they don't believe in Wednesdays? <laughs> you don't have Wednesdays. <laughs> um, well, and anyway, we'll, we'll push on. And uh, sorry, folks, me and Ross just haven't talked in a while, so you know, yeah, let's catch it up. I don't get to talk to adults other than Holly, so you know, once <laughs> I get talking to someone else, I'm <laughs> word That's not a great chatter, is he? Though, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, his chat's so so, you know, he's yeah, uh, especially about when you beat him, yeah, especially when you beat him, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets into a bad mood, then that's put him for a nap, you know, so that's the end of the chat. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. So as uh, Ross said, we're here to talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fantastic movie. Um, there's not many people that I think haven't seen that film. Um, yeah, it's, it's a- directed by John Hughes, written by John Hughes. Was released in 1986, and um, so I'm gonna give you the budget, and I want you to try and guess what it made at the box office. All right. Here you go. Okay, budget was five point eight million. I think, if I remember correctly, from what I listened to last week, it was like 70, 70 million or seventy and a half or something. Box office. Did you million? did you look this up? No, I was listening to a podcast last week, and some guy was like, "What right, budget is this?" So. Very good. Yeah, seventy million. Very good. 
What's the 70 million? Thing? Yeah, oh. 100 does. 70 million. Uh, Thank you. I can't remember yeah. what the podcast is called, but. There you go. There you go. 70 million on the dot. And I want you, for anybody who hasn't seen the film, surprisingly, if you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, come on. But if you haven't, Ross has you covered because he's going to be giving us a 10 second summary of the entire film. You ready for this? Go. Three, two, one. Go. Uh, A lovable rogue decides to take the best day off. Uh, in downtown Chicago with his best friend and his girlfriend uh, all before six in the afternoon. Oh, you got it in. That was really good. You. Did, you pra- you. did you practice that? All right. uh, I had the, I wanted to call him a lovable rogue. I don't know. That was just you just want, did you just like, lovable rogue, that's it. <laughs> the, the, soon, I, that, it just kind of went from there. It trailed <laughs> off towards the end. It started well, but... It's pretty good, man. That was good. Yeah, that's the basics of it. And so, of all the films you could have picked in the world, you didn't even hesitate when I asked you to come on. You were like, has anybody done this? This is what I want to do. Why this yeah. movie? Oh, man. It's, it's to me, I, well, I mean, I just said that the intro as well. I just think it's it's so great. It's one of the, the best films I've ever seen. And I think it, it's like one of those it's not the end of an era because John Hughes went on to make so many movies after that, you know, and mm-hmm. Uncle Buck in the nineties and obviously the Home Alone movies, but like those kind of movies, you just don't really see them anymore. And I think that like this next generation of people coming up, like they're not going to cast their minds back to the movies that are made, you know, in the seventies and the eighties. And um, I just think it's just a fantastic movie. You know, when I, I first uh, watched it, Sorry, you might need to cut that burp out. <laughs> no, you're all right. Keep it in. I just burped. No, fair Lovely. enough. Great <laughs> stuff. Uh, when I first watched it, my, my, my oldest friend, my best mate, his dad, when we were in Spain, I just got on holidays with him, was like, you got to watch this film. And like, he always had the best films ever. Got to watch this film. And we were like, we're not watching now. We were like 15 or 16. Like, it's lame. So I'm telling you, lads, watch it. It's fantastic. We turned it on, and like the moment, like it, the 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 bit when it's like, oh my god, Ferris, you know, it opens up in the house, and like he's sick, and he can't go to school, and then when the parents leave, and he sits up, and he's like, I can't believe they actually bought it, worst performance of my career to date, or whatever, and you're like, who is this guy? Like he goes through, <laughs> breaks the fourth wall, and like, yeah, it's just a fan. It's just from then on in, it's just unbelievable, you know. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's so. I, that was one of the questions. I was like, when was the first time you seen it? Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I was 15, 16, and we watched it. And I try and watch it now. I, I say I try and watch it once a year. I watched it last night to re- give myself a refresher. It's probably the first time I watched it in about two years. But I used to watch it when I was a bit homesick or, you know, if I just wasn't feeling 100%, it would just kind of, like, settle me a little bit. And it's just, yeah. yeah. It holds a special place in my heart, that movie, you know, so. I think was this because obviously I think most people know who John Hughes is, but he's basically like the king of um, teenage rom coms or just teenage yeah, movies. Yeah, age me. type, yeah, like yeah. Uh, high this, school, like very high school esque. Yeah, yeah. I think this might be. I think he didn't do any more of 
the high school coming of age films after this. I think this might be the last one he did. I think so. Um, I think, yeah. I know that after that, it went into like the 90s and he did, yeah, like Uncle Buck, which is also a great movie. And then the Home Alone movies. and Because mm-hmm. before that, then there was The Breakfast Club, you know? Breakfast Club. Also like... 16 Candles. Um, weird Science, but Weird Science is more like, they're kind of young, aren't they? Weird Science. Yeah, Pretty and Pink. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose his other famous one would be uh, The Breakfast Club and uh, yeah, Breakfast Club, I suppose, and 16 Candles. Pretty big. Yeah. Um, Breakfast Club's like iconic. It's yeah. Probably like one of the most iconic films to date. So many quotes and the characters yeah. and everything. But we're not here to talk about The Breakfast Club. We're here to talk no. about a much better film. <laughs> Oh, I think we've hit it on the nerve. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. it's good to say about a uh, like a director to make like such epic movies that have just like stinted like they've just like positioned themselves in like cult pop culture. Do you know what I mean? Like how many things have like ripped off Ferris Bueller's Day Off and fucking um. Well, they tried to do a TV show with Jennifer Aniston, I think, because of Ferris Bueller. You're slowing it, yeah. Yeah, a couple of years after. It was Jennifer Aniston was either uh, Jeannie Bueller, his sister, or um, Sloane Peterson. I can't remember who she was. And then some other actor, I, I, don't, know, I don't know, some obscure early 90s actor that probably his career petered out after that. But, yeah. But, yeah, they've tried to do a lot of things. That, yeah. I mean, he's pretty iconic, John Hughes, isn't he? And, like, even my kids watch Home Alone at Christmas, the, the first two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, to this day, it still checks out. All the movies are. It's like for me, like obviously, like I was saying, Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller um, stick out. But because his films usually have like this homey feeling, like, you know, like it's they're, they're kind of safe. But for me, those two stick out, especially like with Ferris Bueller, is that it's going good and you think it's great. And then it's just, but there's like such a real core to it. Yeah, the, the, the characters that he, he draws, I, I think, from, from what I, I understand, is like he always has like a character very similar to himself, or like, like I think Cameron was quite similar to himself in a way, or, or this, is it Anthony Michael Hall's character in um, Breakfast Club? Then they're quite similar, they're quite the same, and like mm. he had that same theme, so. When we watch another John Hughes film, there's a lot of the same things are there. A lot of the same themes are there, and yeah. we get that feeling. That's that's how I feel about a lot of them, you know. Yeah, did so um, I see what you're saying? Like, it's funny because it feels like Ferris is just like the character that everybody wants to be. And um, oh, yeah. did you like? Did you like? Did you want to be Ferris? Like, nobody really wants to be. Cameron. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, like. When I think about that question, like, not to be a bit of a prick, but like, you think about it as like an actor standpoint as well. Like, what well, I love to play first, you're like, so like one thing you want to be that person in life, like you want to be that charismatic and charming and daring, yeah, and uh, and like kind of sweet in a way as well. So like that's you want those personality traits for yourself because you want to be confident to do all the things that he does. And the same, you look at it and you're like, I'd love to play him in a film, yeah, uh, but. 
I would more want to identify more with his confidence and his charis, charisma than I would. Yeah. I think that the the role is is a one time role. So, do you think? That's, that's um, do you think? What do you think? Like it is about him. Like so, obviously at the start of the film, like um, they established that everybody loves him in quite a funny way. That like they just yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck. Like they're just like and like so blatant with it. It's like. The jocks, the nerds, the sluts. Hey, think he's a righteous dude. She's a great character as well. Yeah, like, so, so straight out just saying that shit. And it was just like, yeah. it took me yeah, back. Yeah. Up, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but uh, what do you think it is? Like, what? Because I... I think I, I think I know somebody that, that was like that in secondary school. Do you think that that's like there's somebody like that all the time? Like there's something like what is that quality? Do you think that you had, or why do you think he was so into it? Like I don't, I don't know. I think I think the same thing. Like I try and think of anyone that I had any of my mates that would have been quite similar, but I don't know if there is anybody that's similar. There's obviously people who didn't come to school, or like we all missed school at one point, and you know I'm sure you did. I did plenty of times. You know, like I'm sorry, man, if you're listening to this. It doesn't matter now. Anyways, well, <laughs> it, there's something like those people, like they, they often, I mean, you don't really get to see a lot of his school life or like what he's like. You don't see any of it, really. You don't see what he's like in class or you don't see if he's a misfit or he's causing trouble all the time. Like You just see it as some bloke that really like, he woke up that morning as he woke up the other eight mornings that he didn't go in that, that semester and he looks at the blue sky and he's like, I'm not going to school today. Like, how could I possibly go to school today? Yeah. And I don't know if anybody is the same. I'm not really sure what it is like about him. He's just like a, a one-off character or something, you know, like he's just yeah. got everything going for him. He's not a bad boy, you know, he's not a bad kid or yeah, he's not like a fucking tech wizard. He's not like a fucking superstar. He's not like a fucking Yeah, yeah exactly. And he's not a jerk. Everyone loves him, you know, and his parents love him and he doesn't give anybody any grief. He's just someone that uh, he just plays by his own rules, you know. He just, he just is who he is, and that's it, you know. And like he's loyal to Cameron, this has been his best friend, and they're so opposite. And like it's still, yeah, to this day, I think they've since the first time I met you, I think it's like the third grade, he says, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. age they are, seven or eight, you know, yeah. 10 years down the track, and he's still, they're still best friends. So, do you think it's like obviously, like, yeah, they put in like the adults in this film they're all basically idiots um <laughs> pretty much like because they are like you know they're almost like caricatures do you know what i mean yeah like, they're just dope. blind everyone's blind to his antics except for rooney but like yeah he's the biggest idiot of them all yeah, even rooney like you know he's he's a crazy caricature but even that like do you know what scene actually really got me I was like, so you're starting off and then it's all this madness and he breaks the fourth wall, which was huge for the time as well. Like, we'll talk a bit about and that. And not many films can do that. Like, when they break the fourth wall... Like, oh, think, easily. Like, yeah, like, it's, just... It's hit, really hit or miss, you know? Like, sometimes I'm trying... I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen it sometimes. And it's... It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work, yeah. Yeah. Like, and so then, like, it's all this light and this comedy stuff and then... But what really, like, I don't know what just stuck with me was when he's, when they're doing in the classroom, but he zooms in 
on the teenagers' faces. Just the pure boredom. But they're actually like teenagers. Like, like they're flawed. They have spots. Like, they're yeah, sort of races, man. And, and like, their the hair. And... Uh, but, like, the face, you're just like, it's so, yeah. man, like, and I know, like, it doesn't probably mean looking deep, deep into it, but I'm just like, fuck, it just shows you just, it's almost you're just like, what are we wasting our time here? Like, with these kids, like, there's no point of them even being here. Like, it's just a waste like, of what, time. What does the teacher say? He's like, George Bush called it something, something's do economics, yeah, through yeah. do economics. And, like, they're just, like, brain dead looking at him. Like, one student's like, furiously looking at him like he's the worst person in the world you know yeah yeah and it, it, they i like that the best thing about those 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 um two or three classroom clips is like how drawn out they are like exactly what you said like why are we here like they're they just really drag them out and they're really boring and like yeah you just it's like why would he be there he's about to have the best day ever you know like it's, yeah. it just makes they just do it it's just yeah the cinematography everything about it is just classic what is your favorite thing that they do on the day off? Um, the, when they go to is it Chez Louis the restaurant and he's like, and it's like uh, Abe Froman for three and he's like you're <laughs> Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago and then he has this he has this like pause like this beat like yes you know like, it's like just that one and like he just goes for it you know like he's he's like you know I'm not gonna get a I'm not gonna get uh, or you're, if you're gonna do it, do it or something. He's, then he's like, "B, if I'm going down, I'm not gonna get done by this guy. Like, no yeah. way. Like, you know, like the major D is like the snooty. <laughs> it's that bit that it's just it's, the whole. It's so hard because like, man, the whole film's class. But that that one bit when like, and then like he calls the police and yeah, and then the man's like, I've got another line. He's like, get another phone. Like, if you touch me, I'll scream rat. And then he has to go and then. <laughs> Your yeah. salon's like, yeah, he's very handsome. He's wearing the waistcoat, and yeah, that bit is just so funny. And then they bring back bloody Cameron as like George Peterson, except for Twitch. He's like, Mister Froman, this is Sergeant Peterson from <laughs> Chicago Police. Like, you know, and he's like, oh shit, and then like, it's so good. Um, if you could, so all right, so if you can only do one activity of the day. Would you go to the restaurant? So, like, take out the thing. Like, but, like, I don't know. You, yeah. So, it's your day. So, like, there's none of, like, the thing, but, like, you get to choose. So, you can go to the parade, or you can go to the museum, or you can go to um, Wrigley Field, like, baseball whatever. Game. Baseball game. Um, or you can I go know, to the parade. If, you, if I were to do it, if I were to do it, it would be the, the parade, for sure. I mean, parade, yeah. I think yeah. atmosphere. And, like, you know, like, now, like, when are we ever going to have a parade like that again, you know? So. Yeah. It's funny because like in the parade, the film is like really surreal because it deals, like I said, it deals with like this serious shit and then it has like this high comedy shit and like you said, then it has those antics. But then it just like kind of drops into like this, not make-believe, but like this weird kind of like, like, it's like a fantasy. It's like everybody's fantasy. Everybody's fantasy is to be like on that flow. And to be like a god, and but like everybody's like synchronized dancing the whole thing, but like it, it doesn't like feel out of like blip at all because whilst there, that's happening, Cameron and Sloan are having like a really serious conversation, like serious. They're like, "What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't fucking know." 
And then, then they like they just say something like it's like well, what's Ferris gonna do? And Cameron's like, I don't know, he'll be a fry cook on Venus, you know, like it's just like an extraordinary bloke, like he's gonna go do something you're really mundane or like really insane or like you know, like crazy. What do you think but yeah he did do? I don't know. Nothing. Probably nothing. I think that that character I don't know. I, I've never actually thought about that. Actually, I say nothing, but then I think like he's so ambitious. You know, like would he have gone on to been? I don't know. It's hard, man. It's isn't hard it? Like to say. I, I was literally like after the film, I was like, "What would he do?" Like, so he's probably skate through college because I don't think he's an idiot. Like, I think he's smart. I think he. No, he's smart. Like, yeah. yeah, he's clever. He's, he's you know he's yeah. clever. God, I don't know. I don't know what he would end up doing. I'm sorry for all the listeners who thought I were going to give some some good, good, good answer there. I, I really don't know. It's you know, Cameron would go on to college. He's probably just going to go into business, something real boring. And like they say in the movie, you know, marry the first person that he lays with, and that would be. Yeah. And like, do I think that their friendship would carry on? Like, I'm not sure about that either. Like, it definitely seems like they would eventually just sort of drift apart you know yeah i mean i feel when i was yeah i mean but it's true do you know what i mean like like even when cameron says at the end when he's like i'm really gonna miss you yeah like that's like the most serious bit as well you know like there's like all these little serious half serious moments then it's almost like and i read this in like a an interview uh or not an interview an article um, when I was after I watched the film the other night, it's like, and it was an interesting aspect of it. It kind of puts it a little downer on the film, but it's an interesting aspect that it says that Ferris is panicking because he's doing this because their youth is slipping away because, and everybody, and he's the only one that's like not accepted it. So everybody yeah. else, like Sloan, Cameron, fucking Rooney, yeah. fucking everybody else realizes like man like this shit like doesn't last like we're at the end of like this is probably their last like you said his last day of doing this yeah and it's almost like he's in denial he's like not fuck that like i don't care about any of that i'm just gonna do this shit and it's funny even everyone knows the quote you know like life moves pretty fast if you don't stop to to look around once in a while, you're going to miss it. Everybody knows that quote, but when you say that, you know, I didn't, it never even occurred to me that he would consider that, like, yeah, life's getting away from him, that, like, he needs yeah. to... Like, yeah, is he to born, is See, he, there you go. Is he saying that quote about himself, or is he saying it to everybody else? Do you know what I mean? It's just as much as it is for him as it is for everyone. Maybe he's trying to convince himself, yeah, you're, you're dead right. You're dead right, yeah, I never... Because he could... Never even like, consider that. If he keeps fucking playing, uh, like, say, living life like that, and then he wakes up and he's 40, and then he's like, um, I've not known being 40, 50, let's say 50. <laughs> he has a midlife crisis, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, like, oh shit, fuck, like, what am I doing? Yeah, I mean, at least hopefully, if, if he makes it to 50, I'm sure he would have, he would be able to look back on his life and be like, ah, that was class, though. At least yeah, I, gave, yeah, I gave it a good, yeah. fairly good shot. Like, I never, you know, I mightn't have much, but there's two ways. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're doing it, like, 
at least he'd like he'd fucking enjoy it. And he's doing it. That's the thing, you know. Like he goes for it. You know, he really. Yeah. There's no half measures. He's not taking a day off and just like lying in bed and doing nothing. Like you know, he really yeah. had the best day off that you could probably have in yeah. the '80s in Chicago or in the world. I, it's funny watching it. Um, I was like. I thought that all of us as an audience are like Cameron because Cameron is like, he's the real teenager. Like Ferris doesn't seem like a real teen. Like he has a perfect home life. Everybody loves him. He has no problems. He's got a beautiful, like he has no angst. Except his sister, but yeah. But like even with his sister, like, you know what I mean? She doesn't like, to him it's nothing. Like he doesn't really have any, but like if if fucking Ferris Bueller was stuck at detention in the breakfast club, like... He'd be having yeah. a great fucking time. What was his story be? Like, if they were all sitting yeah, around. No, yeah. If they were all sitting around talking about all their issues, and he's just like, oh, I just don't like being in school. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> don't like, want to be here. Like, I have well, no- lads, you're sharing a lot of information right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are really sad. All right. I'm sorry that all those things happened to you. All right. If we could My- just figure out a way of getting me out of here, because it's a beautiful day. Right, the game's like, hitting off at 2 p.m. and I gotta get out of here. You, you're just like, after your man, it's just like, tell the story about his dad being a dick. He's like, Well, my dad loves me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad t- calls me to tell me he loves me all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, but Cameron. I'm sharing. Like, so I'm I sorry if I don't have any negative, negative things happening in my life, guys. All right. Jeez, sorry. <laughs> but Cameron has like this fucking real shit, like, you know. He's his parents, yeah. a fucking thing. Like he's he's real. They hate each other. They hate him apparently. So well, they don't treat him with as a yeah a human. They just he just exists. Yeah, and like he says with the car. Like he like who do you, he's when he's bashing it up. You know, like who do you love? Like you love who this you car. Love? You know. So I had this theory, and this is a fucking bonkers theory, right? And obviously, it, it kind of ties into my favorite film. All right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. So, Go on. Yeah, like you know, what if, like you know, it is like a Fight Club thing, and yeah. Cameron. It's Cameron's Ferris Fight Bueller. Club. Yeah, it's Cameron's Fight Club, and Ferris Bueller is just the guy that Cameron wants to fucking be. You know. Yeah, I think I heard that before. Like it's uh, this figment of his his fevered imagination when yeah. he's sick. You know, like he has and there's whole, bits in it. Yeah, like. Go on. No, I was just gonna say there. There are like there's there's bits in it that would make it seem like that, you know. Like, um, what is he when he's sick? He's like he's like I'm dying, and then Ferris calls back, and he's like, "You're not dying. You just can't yeah. think of anything to do." You know, like he doesn't even hear him. He's not there, but it's but yeah. And just like he, and it just like you get really meta in it. Be like, so in his fantasy, he has a perfect family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's got no. siblings, and he's uh, not alone. Yeah. He's never alone. Everybody loves him. He's yeah. like, and he just gets away with it. He just coasts through like existence, and everything comes naturally to him. And he's got like a beautiful girlfriend, and yeah, know. and like not like it's not, it's not as depressing. Like not that the ending of Fight Club is depressing. Well, sometimes it no, might, no, it's, it's very yeah. It, it's like a it's a it, he learns then. Like you know, it's a nice. It's also a nice way to view the villain because then his alter ego helps him to actually take control of his life. Because he's like, "Fuck it, I'm actually going to start living my life. I'm not going to let life happen to me." But that just could be me always thinking of Fight Club. 
know what I mean? <laughs> it's a great movie. It is a great movie to think about, and I definitely, uh, you can definitely draw parallels to it for sure. Yeah. How because it, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, how does he not? Have, he, he gets away with everything, you know? Like, yes. The, the parade itself is bananas. Like, how does he get away with the parade? Yeah. It just, he just gets on. That's what I was talking about. Like, that's like the fantasy thing. Like, he just gets on this float and everybody's like, yeah, all right. He doesn't yeah. even sing. And he just, he doesn't even sing. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know? He does nothing. He's doing, like, Danka or whatever, Danka Shane. It's like a woman singing. Like, yeah. Um, but it just, it kind of works, though. I don't know. Like, I remember, I never, when I first watched it when I was a kid, like, it didn't, I just watched it and I just, enjoyed the magic you know it's only after a few times that i watched it like a more more analytic analytic about it yeah and um but it doesn't i, I i've heard like multiple different people say like oh he should have sang but like no i don't care it's he's no when when, when, twist and, when twist and shout comes on like you know he and john he lennon's never, singing it it's class he's never gonna sing it better than the fucking beatles and it's never exactly. like you know even if they're doing a cover of it no man it's it's funny when he's lip syncing that old German song, and then it's funny when he's lip, you know, like it's funny. It didn't, yeah. didn't have to be a, a musical or a ballad for him to like, yeah, do a cover part, version. Part like, of the fantasy, though, as well, because like, how many exactly, times yeah. have you in your bedroom, like, maybe not the twist and show? Man. I guarantee everybody, everybody, we used everybody to actually do it in rugby matches, man. At matches yeah. for our school, we used to get the megaphone and be like, "I shake it up, baby," you know? and then everyone would sing. You know, That's so, like we actually got to live. I actually got to live that fantasy. I was a cheerleader for the rugby team in my last year of school. Oh my god, really? We got blue, blue jumpsuits, and we used to do all the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking so, hilarious, man. That's got to live out that a small version of that fantasy with about like four hundred other students watching our team get hammered by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, they're just like so what song are we doing you're like listen show let's do it I, I can do it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can do it I'll do it quickly yeah. put my hand up you know like everyone's like alright yeah. Ross wants to do it twist and shit again you know that's funny though man that's like a sports song though because the exact same thing happened so when my fucking guy club won our champion championship we won the fucking we did the double we won um intermediate football and then we won senior B Holland this year so it was fucking huge but then like on the like um, steps of Parnell Park, just the lads start singing, So shake it up, babe, you know, with like it's, the fucking cup. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's iconic, that song. It's, it's, you can just use it whenever you It's just accepted across the board Our in board. every form and of celebration. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I welcome it. I welcome that song, you know. It's a great tune. Um, the music, so like the music in the film, it's so you have like, so you'll have like the great, like the Beatles. And then you have that other one. What's it called? The, the what you said? The da da da. The no, Danka Danka Shane. I'm, not, I'm sorry for it. Danka Shane or Danka Sean. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have like so the music is real trippy because then you have the yeah. like and then all the, of the soundboard songs yeah. that come in over like actual soundtrack. You know. Hmm. Like, uh, when they're driving into Chicago, that song, it's like, beat city, da, da, yeah. beep, beep. and they're driving down, you know, he takes his hand off the wheel and Cameron's like, fuck's <laughs> Or there's the fucking, you know? even has Star Wars in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a great clip. That's a great clip. That one clip, <laughs> and the lads love it. They're just like coming over. I don't know, I think, 
I don't know why that is. I, I don't know if, because I know that the, um, I use the Tat Fujimoto, or Moto, I don't know. I don't know if he did the cinematography, but I know he works with a lot with John Hughes. And he also worked on Star Wars. So I don't know if that's why, like if he oh, was able to get the rides or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's, I guess that's spurious. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, that, I already, I already found, found that out a few days ago that he had worked on Star Wars and a few other things as well. So That is funny because like those two characters, they're literally just thrown in there for like, they could be taken out of film and it wouldn't have an effect. So he was literally just like, you know, it'd be fucking gas. If they're just like driving in the air and you just hear dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then it's like slow motion in this you know million dollar Ferrari, you know, like it's it's cool because John Hughes wrote this screenplay within a week, so like that's why there's loads of like random little things I think, yeah. and like some things don't really add up because like he just like, scribbled it out, you know. And in. I think when. Bits like that when they were put in, I don't. I think that they didn't have very much time to actually film. And like I say, he when he was writing that, he thought that was so funny, and people were like, "Maybe I'm not sure." They would have been like, "Oh, should we have this?" And he's like, "It's so good, you gotta keep it." His character, <laughs> like, and he was it's so just another element, another part of like Cameron's worry. Like he's like, "You're gonna leave it with these guys," and he's like, "Come on, man, don't worry." You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the car pulls out as they're. As they're yeah. walking away, the car pulls out, and the other guy runs in and jumps in, and they just take off. You know, like they don't even wait for them to leave the block. <laughs> like I, the music in it, though, is just so crazy because it's like, like oh yeah, sorry, music. I do go on tangents. I do apologize. Oh no, no, I was enjoying that. Oh, yeah, so I started that tangent. So to be fair. <laughs> like, but even that that last like when he's fucking running to get home, the yeah, I. It's such even like Family Guy did a parody of that. Like that's bad. Uh, yeah, that's actually I think I, 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 I think that I might have seen that episode before I actually seen this movie. Like when I was younger. Oh yeah, yeah. you wouldn't even know. You'd be like, oh, this is so funny. Look at this. Yeah, this is like, great. <laughs> um, even when he's well, jumping over and he's in slow motion and you can hear it, it's like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, like. It's such an original fucking soundtrack, though. Yeah. Because it's so random. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's random, but it's not random. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you wouldn't have heard those, the, the songs, like, it's like, yeah, it's an odd grouping of songs, and then, like, the the sounds that they add in, yeah, like, like, and that's kind of reoccurring, you know, like, that, they all kind of have, like, character songs, like, that's, like, yeah. very... You know, that happens quite a lot with Rudy, you know, like when he's getting the bus or like when he gets caught by Jeannie at the very end, she gives him the wallet and stuff. So I, but yeah, it's great. I was in actually in work the other day and um, it was the, I think it was, it was yesterday or Sunday. And uh, I mean, it was going, I knew I was going to go home to watch the film and I was really excited because I haven't seen it in fucking ages. So, but like throughout work, <laughs> I was like, like making fucking copies of like certain people and I'd just be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept doing it over again. I've been like, some people at work were like, "Man, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just there." You ever see Terry Bueller? <laughs> you have to tell people like, "Right, okay, so take yeah. your four minutes." And then one of like a few of them haven't like 
the film people in my job that like aren't like movie people so some of them were like oh i think i seen it like years ago or like oh yeah yeah so i i was like all right i'm not even gonna bother explaining to you so to them for the rest of the day i was just kept randomly just doing like what the fuck is he doing like just doing it to people on that stage yeah that's what i do best sometimes <laughs> um, I do I do quote the movie like when we walk around work and it'd be like I could be the walrus I still have to bum rides off people or something just like to myself <laughs> walking around you know yeah yeah just keep yourself entertained if I yeah, had yeah. if I had a like a, I suppose I'll say dollar because I'm in Canada if I had a dollar for every time I quote something I and, mean we've used dollars here so it's transferable yeah so like and nobody has an idea what I'm quoting like Dara actually my girlfriend Dara has Sometimes she just has a pen bollocks. So like sometimes um, <laughs> when she finally start watching South Park, because she never watched South Park, um, and she finally got around to watching it, um, I think it was like two. That would have been mind blowing for her if you've never I, watched South Park, and then as an adult you watch South Park. Like this is she, how can they let this stuff on TV? She like turned to me and she was like, "You're not actually that funny." You stole so much of your shit from the show. <laughs> and I was like, That's what everybody does. I was like, fuck, I've made a fatal error here. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah you, showed your, you showed your cards, mate. You showed your cards and you can never take them back. Like me being funny <laughs> is like one of the bad pigs that made her go out with me. And then she was just like, you know, yeah. you've stolen everything from this. She was like, you and all your friends, this is all you talk about. <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you got caught out, but you did it to yourself. Now you have to start quoting Simpsons. She's never seen the Simpsons, you know. She's actually not that big in Simpsons fan either. So, there you uh, go. So that you've got another avenue of comedy that you can yeah, go yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so does Holly like Ferris Bueller? Is does she a fan of it? Or? Uh she didn't watch with me last night. She was too busy organizing stuff for the kids. I think. Um, I don't know. She probably hasn't watched it in years. I'm hoping if she listens to this podcast, it'll inspire her to watch it with me again. Um, she, she's funny. We kind of have different tastes on like a lot of things. Like we'll watch. Like we love. I, I mean, everybody loves to watch. You know, docu series and murder mysteries and you know those kind of things. That's what she likes. But she'll always, if I'm like, I want to watch a movie. Sometimes she might be like, I don't want to watch that. Or sometimes she's like, That's all right. You watch whatever you want. And I'll read my book. Like she just likes to be near me. You know. That's cool. Yeah. I can kind of watch what I want. Exact same. No, last night she didn't. Yeah. She was, yeah. yeah. So, just Holly, if you're man. listening, sweetheart, I appreciate you. Nice. But yeah. There you go. He appreciates you, yeah. but he would also like to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off again with you. That's it. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not asking for a lot, I don't think. So, I, I want to ask you this first, and then I'm going to give you my theory on it. Oh, so, why do you think Rooney has it out so much for Ferris? Oh, good question. Uh, I mean, it's probably really obvious to say, and you'll probably come up with a much better theory, but it would definitely have something to do with the fact that, like, they always say, don't they, like, teachers are just students that wanted to be bullies when they got to school or whatever. So maybe something like, not all teachers, obviously. That's yeah. you know a generalization of blanket. <laughs> I'd say it's some, something to do. 
something to do with maybe the fact that, yeah, like Rooney envies him. Like, you know, he never had, you know, the hot girlfriend in school and he wasn't cool. And, you know, all those obvious um, points of, of characters. Like he, yeah. he, he really wanted to be that guy. And like now he has the chance to like be like, no, look, if I didn't get to, like, you know, you don't get to or whatever. I mean, so that's what I would think. Nothing, nothing crazy. I, I just think like jealousy, no, just pure jealousy. You know? No, that's a good one. Like, cause like when you're saying that as well, cause it's kind of like it's interesting because then you can look at it two ways. You can look at the people that aren't Ferris in the way of Cameron that you like. You don't, like, you know, he's a great person, but you're not jealous and you don't try and bring him down. You just go along for a ride. But then you have the other people that. Are, aren't like Ferris and but they're jealous and they try and bring him down. So I suppose you can see the two comparisons. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, oh, sorry, I just hang on, I'm just texting. Just <laughs> when you go off, it goes into your uh, profile picture of uh, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Lenny posing. <laughs> yeah, doing the oh, no. What's that? Waiting to, waiting to see if he gets <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope uh, Lenny gets it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad Lenny's okay. <laughs> How do I get back to the car? Oh, here we go. Join the video chat. We're back. Oh, I'm there. There you go. Um. Yeah, no, so I think that's yeah, so, it. Sorry, that's, that, that would be that would be why I would think Rooney has it in for Ferris, like just purely because like that was somebody that he Yeah. Like he, he wants to be friends with him, you know, like that if they were the same age, like they would want to be friend he would want to be like friends with that guy. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Ferris isn't friends with everyone, and then it doesn't seem like Ferris is friends with everyone. Ferris is just Ferris by himself and he has camera and people might have a few other mates, but He's got those freshmen that he's on the phone to. It's like, so what's the damage? What are we talking about? And the guy's like, oh, is that Ferris? He's getting me out of summer school, you know? Like, he's like, but he's not mates with them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's why maybe Rooney probably, the power that he holds, you know? Like, Ferris has more power than the principal of the school. So That's fair. It does. A few theories so, there. I was thinking, um, what if... And it kind of led me, it was, I was trying to think, what would Ferris do when he grows up? And then that led me to this. So what if Rooney was exactly the same as Ferris? All right. So when Rooney was in school, he was the exact same as Ferris. So then if you think of like when Ferris is getting older and then there's this young kid that's trying to get the better of Ferris, he's like, no, this kid isn't going to get the better of me on Ferris fucking Peeler. Yeah. So then he's like, no, I'm going to catch this kid. He's going to try and outwit me, Ferris Bueller. Does he know who I am? So then he tries to outwit the kid. But he can't because, and then he becomes the new Rooney. So what if Rooney was the Ferris? And he's like, how dare this, I'm the Rooney. Like, what if it was like, save Rooney? Do you know what I mean? That is, see, I I knew that you'd have a better one. I knew you'd have a better one. That's pretty good. That is pretty good, you know. Mine was very like everyone's guess, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so, that is so like potentially the the how it played out. Like that one hundred percent could be because you and don't know anything as well. That's the thing. Right, like, it's just like it, both, like both could be true. Like you know, 
But yeah, I thought yeah. of that, and that so that I had that idea right at the very end when he's getting back on the fucking bus, and it was like I actually felt sorry for him. Yeah. I was like, shit, because then I was thinking, what if this is what Ferris is gonna end up like? Yeah, and he's that would be a great on the bus, sad so. end to the story of Ferris Bueller if he ended up as Ed Rooney. <laughs> I, I tell but you, it happen, but it's so cool. I can't <laughs> believe that. There you go. Jeez, yeah. it's also um one of the first films that uh way before Marvel did an after credit scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What are you guys still here?" He's like, "Get out of here." Yeah, yeah, we're I here. like it. Sure, yeah. 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 It's just a great film. All right, let's hop into some uh, quick fire so. questions. You ready? Here we go. Yep. All right. Standout performance. Ah, oh, Alan Rock as Cameron. Yeah, it has to be. It's just, he'll keep calling me. He keep calling me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car, you know, like, that I'll just means- go. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And then he gets up, and then he turns the key on. He's brilliant. He's just brilliant, you know. I said to Holly last night, yeah, we're like, but is it is it Ferris's movie or is it Cameron's movie? And I just think that that Alan Rock was just awesome. Like he, he like yeah, like he his whole like the two like even that that scene is just like it's so relatable. Like you're just like I felt that you've had that anxiety before where you're just like. Oh, the lads! Yeah. Oh, I just want to keep texting me, and oh no, I just go home. And then you fully commit to going back inside, and you're thinking about right. I'll get me Jane's off, and you get another text, and you're like, "All right, no, I'll just go. I'll just do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm pretty tired. Like, no, you know, I know that this is obviously a Ferris Bueller. I just and I built it up as this big thing, and I just said Cameron's the best character. But that's no, just me personally. I think that. No, man, I think I, I think you're on the ball. I'd completely agree. Because I think a lot of people would agree. I think at the end of the movie, they're like, he's great. Not that Ferris isn't. And Ferris is a, is a close second, obviously. Yeah, he's great. But like, because I think well, for me, why Alan Rook is, is because just that he's so real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that scene at the end, like he's just so fucking real. Like you can feel it. Like. I think. It was it was good. He was twenty nine when they filmed that movie. Ah, wow! And I read a quote. I read a quote from him. And he said something. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, "You know, I, I was hesitant about the role because I'm nearly thirty, and I don't know what's cool anymore. But then again, when I was in school, I didn't know what was cool then. So like, he never had to worry about it. In a way, he kind of just." got the character it was like this is what the character's gonna be for me you know like so yeah man he he just embodied it i think it's just and he just it's just really really great performance you know yeah man he he plays he plays brilliant he's the yin to fucking ferris's yang or oh, yang yeah. to ferris's yin, whatever and um, character you most relate to uh i mean cameron again i suppose yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I would give anything to be like Ferris. Yeah, everybody would. Like, you know, but. But, no, but can anybody? Because anybody no, like that really. No, you know, okay. it's, 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 it's not. It's it, not real. It definitely plays into the theory that it's a figment of Cameron's imagination. Yeah, like it's. 
Cameron's so real though. Like I don't. I think everybody yeah. watching it is realizing everybody's the Cameron. Everybody is yeah. the Cameron. At some point in their life, and in some way, like you know, nobody knows what they want to do, and and everybody's worried about the future, and everybody. The only thing that would be different would be like I definitely have parents that love me. You know, like, my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my dad terrible. loves me very much. You know, like I didn't have. My brothers love me, and I have a good. I had a good life growing up, and I have a good life now. It would be more just moments in the movie that I would more identify. Just <laughs> make that clear. This isn't a cry for help, everybody. Uh, True. Jesus. Um, what's your favorite scene? Uh, like I said, the Shea Louis scene's great. I don't know. I like the bit when Charlie Sheen is like, so you're mad at your brother because he gets away with it, but you could just take the day off as well. And she's like, no. And he's just like, so you're probably, you're mad at yourself. Like, and he's just like so real. Yeah. And the fact that he stayed up for 48 hours or something mad like that. I'm sure he was on a coke bender. Oh. Don't, don't hopefully you don't get cancelled by Charlie Sheen for saying that. But he stayed up for 48 hours to look tired. And I just admire that, that, that commitment. Like, that's crazy, I, man. you know. So, but yeah, I think that bit. I just like that bit. He just makes her realize, like you know, like maybe Ferris isn't the problem. Maybe you're. You're the problem. That's good. Yeah, it's do you know. Funny enough, I, you know, when like sometimes you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, and then like something comes up, it's like you might like this. It was the chat, the roast of Charlie Sheen. And uh, I was like, oh, no way. I was like it's Comedy Central. And like, I remember this was out like like three years ago or something. And I was like, ah, yeah, I have time. I'm going to watch 20 minutes of this. And then in one of his lines, uh, like, so it's, it's, it's him giving the speech at the end. And then he says, my first line in Ferris Bueller was drugs. I thought they were asking me what I wanted to be paid in. And the answer was <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Oh, Charlie Sheen, you old cokehead. Oh, man, Charlie Sheen. Everything head. That guy. Yeah, he lived some crazy life. Yeah. Talk about a real-life Ferris Bueller in his own way. I don't yeah. know. Is Charlie Sheen even still alive? Like, jeez. Ah. I'm sure I would have seen him on Instagram saying it would be. On uh, Tiger Blood. And that's what he said that for a while. He was like drinking Tiger yeah, Blood. He was like, when he was like, winning or whatever. Winning, yeah. I'm on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Yeah, crazy guy. Yeah, character. And um, what's your favorite line from the film? Uh, <laughs> definitely a few. There's so many, but the, one of the funniest and most random lines is when the mom at the very end is like, "What should we do with her?" And the dad's like, "Maybe we should shoot her." <laughs> like, <laughs> he just starts real plane, and then the scene just cuts. Like, I'm not, I have no idea where that came from. Like, John Hughes. Just, wrote that he thought that was funny and then the delivery is just really deadpan like yeah maybe we should shoot her or whatever the line is like something something shoot her i just did that bit yeah like, and all yeah. the all the classics like i could be the walrus yeah, i still yeah. have to go rides up or whatever you know or yeah just like pardon my french but you're an asshole you know that bit like yeah. there's some great ones there's some great ones what if so here we go order fucking 30 what if it's actually a suit Ferris's father actually a super crazy dark home and uh, whenever an other sibling from uh, Ferris is bad they just shoot them so Ferris has multiple siblings and like so he's being dead serious when he's just like maybe we'll just shoot her 
Yeah. <laughs> like if, if if we're if we're talking about the movie being just yeah, a figment of a, as someone's imagination, it very well could be, you know, like that's crazy. Maybe we should just shoot him, and then like Ferris hears that, and he creates this whole beautiful day. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> Dark theories. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear, I've heard some mad theories about it. Like the the sickness, Cameron's sickness has actually a, a, attempted his own life. Oh shit! And that's like, yeah. Oh, so, I could, I could see that. Well, like he's got. It's like apparently there's loads of things. Like when he says like I'm dying, or like just there's no real sickness. He's never really sick. Like it's just like, or like he's sick in the head or something. I'm not really sure. This is, yeah, but that's another thing that I heard. Now, the final question. You can take your time with this. Mm-hmm. What impact did you think the film had socially? And then what impact did it have personally for you? Goodness me. Oh. Socially, I know that it was uh, it was inducted into like the, a registry Oh, the American thing, yeah, yeah, to be like, because it had significant impact on the on film culture. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't really know, mate. But it's like it's just another great John Hughes film, <laughs> and I think, yeah. I think, I'm you don't have to be com- you don't have to be completely correct with the socially one. Like you can just what you. I, I just think I just think like socially. In terms of like movies these days, I mean, John Hughes is long since passed, isn't he? So like, we're never going to get movies like his ever again. And they're always changing. And, you know, you're not going to see the Revenant style Ferris Bueller, are you? You know, I think that they're, they're like a, a, it's like a dying age of cinema. And so when you look back on those and you see what it was like, and there's a lot more um, positivity and color and life about those films. This is probably answering it more personally as well as, as maybe socially. Yeah. But I just no think, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not very, I'm, I'm, I'm too struggling with getting words out and those kind of questions. Of, um, but well, what about, same, and personally, I mean, personally, you know, when I watched the film the first time and I, I remember a room that we were sitting in and my friends, like, you know, unit in Spain and like the heat, you know, to cast my mind back to the first time we watched it. I was just like, that was the best film I've ever made. That was class. And I've always said it, like, you know, like anyone has ever asked me, for favorite film, I had an argument on New Year's Eve with Holly's dad, saying we were pissed drunk, like, no, it's the best film. And he was like, it's not the best film. It's not even top 15 IMDb. I was like, you don't get it. Forget those lists, man. This is the best film. It makes me feel like you just, you're there. You know, he opens up the blinds at the start and he's like, oh, how do I expect to go to school today? And like, you can feel the heat and the smells in the air, the blue sky and the trees. And yeah. Just say, like, has a, it has a huge impact on me. You know, like, um, um, far away from my home, you know, like 17,000 kilometers plus from where I'm from. And, uh, when I watch the film, it just, I don't get homesick very often. I'm very lucky. Like, you know, but when I watch the film, it just it just makes me feel good. You know, that's it. So sorry to get bit deep, but that's it. And it's just a great film. That's great, man. I'm curious, what was your uh, father-in-law's uh, favorite film? 
I can't remember. I was too drunk. <laughs> Good he loves Rambo. I know that he loves. <clears throat> I know that he loves Rambo. He loves the Rambo movies, man. He loves Rambo movies. <laughs> that conversation it just makes complete sense in my head now. <laughs> so like, no, I'm man, pretty sure. Rambo. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like we because it was New Year's Eve and we were sitting on their back day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll show you where we're sitting after this is done real quick before I go home and it was when we first came back to Australia so I couldn't work so we were still living at Holly's parents house before yeah. I got a job right <laughs> and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning and Holly was pregnant with Edie and it was really humid and hot and I think she came out and she was like what are you two idiots doing like <laughs> what? and we were like oh. she was like you have, to, you have to come to bed right now like I think we were, yeah, I, I'd say the volume was raised. Like, I'm oh, a loud person, you know? Yeah. And once Andy and I get gone, he's not the quietest person either. So. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. That's a good fucking story. I like that. Um, well, fucking thanks so much for coming on, man. Great fucking chat. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we did it. We got through all the, the struggles at the start. The, yeah, man. We got there fucking eventually, straight to the end. Um, next week, this is where I usually am like, next week, this is where we're going to have blah, blah, blah. But I'm still waiting to hear back from my person for next week. So, uh, oh, really? Week, you'll tune in and you'll find out. Um, uh, surprise episodes. Um, I have to pitch another film to you. Maybe I'll come back on. If yeah, you, 100%. If the crowd will accept me. Yeah, man. I'd definitely love to have you on. Don't uh, spoil it, though, what other film you're doing. Uh, I like to. Like, like to I had Ferris Bueller on the mind for the past three months since you told me I could come on, so. <laughs> Couldn't even think of a movie now if you tried. Ferris Bueller 2. <laughs> the, yeah, the sitcom. We can yeah. talk about how crap it is. <laughs> Did you watch it? I think, I wonder, was it? No, I wouldn't ruin it for myself. <laughs> the same way I wouldn't ever want it to be remade, you know? 100%. Oh, Jesus. Imagine they remade that. Like, ugh. They're just, they're just ruining things. It would be like Timothy Chalamet or... What's the young Spider-Man? Who I actually love both of those Tom actors. Yeah, actually, cool. Tom Holland. Yeah. They're both great. But like, you know, it'd just be one of those things where it just, you just can't recreate it. You just, you just can't. It's, like back it's no John Hughes. And there's, yeah, he's just. Well, Russ, once again, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, um, mate. It was, yeah. it was good, good fun. Yeah. So um, we'll talk to you next week. So uh, Russ, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go on. Boy.